3: This podcast on 97.3 The Fan is brought to you by Hamul Casino. San Diego's closest casino. Real close, real friendly, real fun. The work day is coming to an end. It is 5 o'clock. I will see you all tomorrow. But Quinn and Chris are just getting started. Sports talk it your home. Tony Quinn Jr.
4: That's weak sauce. You gotta you get if you're gonna use a press conference, you better come with it. And
3: Chris Hello. Every singer's got a clothing line, every Hollywood celebrity's got a clothing line, a makeup line. Oh. Why isn't it not okay for a quarterback to have a clothing it is. line? It's time to get you up to speed on all things sports. Yes, 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 with
0: plenty of nonsense
3: in between. Gwen and Chris starts right now on 97.3 The Fan.
4: What's up, San Diego? Welcome into another Gwen and Chris minus one. Matt Scraby out today. Will return indefinitely. No, I'm joking. He'll be back sometime this week. Chris Ello, myself, and our guy. Hey, the guy, Big Frank. Big Frank in the building today. Frank, how are you? Doing good. How are you guys? We're doing well. I hope you're ready to show your personality today. Not at all. Oh, well, okay. Sorry. This is Suck not going to this, this be a fun show for you then. <laughs> I just want to point
3: that out. I'm going to have nobody to fight with uh, on the Dolphin 49er game today. No,
4: no. You get a day off.
3: Get you get a day, a day off from
4: fighting Scraby
3: on that game, no, so that'll be nice.
4: No doubt about it. Uh, clearly, today's attention was on the uh, USA... Uh, Iran game today, and I thought I'd start it off by um, going back a day. Last night, um, there was uh, some, a, a media session but with the USA team. Uh, my understanding is the, the uh, Iranian uh, media was allowed to ask USA players questions. Mm-hmm. It was not the same on the other side. Uh, okay. The American <laughs> media was not allowed to ask uh, the Iranian players much. And, and I got to be honest when I first heard this clip I was having like an inner battle of how I would have reacted okay and uh I was How you would have reacted to the question to the question and in okay. the tone of the question right um and, and I must say I was disappointed in myself because uh I didn't handle it in my mind as nearly as well as Tyler Adams did last night uh when he asked when he asked his question let's let's play that clip
0: Tyler this question is for you my name is mila java from press tv first of all you say you support the iranian people but you're pronouncing our country's name wrong our country is named iran not iran please once and for all let's get this clear second of all um are you okay to be representing a country that has so much discrimination against black people in its own borders and uh, we saw the Black Lives Matter movement uh, over the past few years. Are you okay to be representing the US? Meanwhile, there's so much discrimination
5: happening against black people in America. My apologies on uh, the mispronunciation of your country. Um, Yeah, that being said, You know, there's discrimination uh, everywhere you go. Um, You know, one thing that I've learned, especially from living abroad in the past years and uh, having to fit in in different cultures and kind of assimilate into different cultures, is that in the U.S. we're we're continuing to make progress uh, every single day. You know, growing up for me, I was I, I grew up in a in a white family with an obviously an African American heritage and background as well. So um, I had a little bit of uh, different cultures and I, I was very very easily able to assimilate in different different cultures. So um, you know, not everyone has that that ease and uh, the ability to do that. And obviously, it takes longer to understand. And through education, I think it's it's super important. Like you just educated me now on the pronunciation of of your country. So. Um, yeah, it, it's a it's a process. I think as, as long as you see progress, uh, that's the most important thing.
4: It was so well answered by a young man who was just named the captain maybe a couple days before this this happened. And it Sounds and it, like they made a good it, decision. It sounds like they made a perfect decision. Yeah. And so, obviously, there is a lot of things that have nothing to do with soccer that are having an effect on this game. So you can imagine the impression both sides are on, and in today's game, the, the the USA team needed to get a victory in order to advance. And with everybody looking on, they got the job done today, Chris. Yeah, let's go
3: back to what he said, too, and the question that was asked. I'm not going to say the question was out of pocket, but no. it was very close to being out of pocket, coming as it was from a country where they discriminate against so many different things. And it opened up... A, a a wide range of fiery responses that could have been given to that question, right, and it could have right. fanned the flames, and and, and it, that could have turned into a worldwide incident. Yeah. If this kid doesn't relax, take a deep breath, and that's and just answer the question, and take the high road, and move on. That because is, you know we have so much of this in the world now, where well, your response is I didn't start it. But since you started it, right, I have to respond, right. And guess what? You don't, you don't have to. You don't. You don't always have to. Even if somebody else starts it, you don't have to respond. Sometimes there's a cheek, turn it, uh, it and you know. I mean, we could go back. I, I keep bringing up Eric Musselman because his name's on the top of my <laughs> mind right now. The punk that he is, but. You know, maybe Eric Musselman didn't start what happened last week in Maui, uh, but he also point. didn't turn the other cheek, which is what a grown college Division One basketball coach ought to be able to do. To and it. Eric Musselman ought to be able to take a lesson from this young man on the United States soccer team who did exactly that and avoided... What could have been a really, really nasty situation because of the way the question was posed? Not only the way the question was posed, but the guy starts out by saying, uh, "Hey, pal, you're not even pronouncing your right. country's name right." You're already starting in with a negative, you know, angle to it. So, I think this is a good lesson for all of us. You know, all of us. You know, it's it's the old. You're driving your car. Somebody cuts you off. Now, what do you think? You got to speed up and cut them off. No, you don't have, no, you don't to. have to. You, don't you can to. turn the other cheek, blow it off, say to the guy, all right, you're an idiot, and move on. But that doesn't happen enough in our world. It's, and I was glad it happened yesterday. That
4: showed a lot of maturity. And he did it with grace, right? Because if, if the gentleman was truly offended by him mispronouncing his country's name, he owned it. He didn't he, he didn't be, he apologized he yeah he he, he he did it gracefully and I, I thought it was important to point that out because that's why he is the captain. That is what is expected of you when you are given that honor, especially when it involves representing the country yeah. of USA.
3: But most of us, just in general terms, all of us need to act like captains more often. Just in our everyday world, it would make everything such a more enjoyable place to be. It would make your life more enjoyable out there. You don't have to respond to every little bit of friction that comes your way. No, no. Sometimes turning the other cheek is a solid move. This is definitely one of those instances. It
4: was refreshing to see it uh, from such a young man uh, at that point in his life. But anyway, they end up going out. They get the victory. They advance to the knockout stage. Uh, they'll face Netherlands uh, in the next uh, matchup, but uh, they got the job done. And and you got to give uh, what the, what they call him Captain America. Captain uh, America, man, uh, he flew
3: in there at the, the right six, moment. Yeah. Uh, that was a, I so thought it was a, great, a sternum. It was I don't know how he kicked that thing in, but uh, he got a piece of it. Talking about he, sacrificing
4: your body, yeah, right and then there.
3: barreled right into the goalkeeper. Uh, It was a beautiful goal and uh, a beautiful thing for the United States. They did get one other goal later that uh, got erased on an offside, very close call, that they didn't look at very long, by the way. They did For something that important, it seems to me you stop the match to check on fouls, you stop the match to check on handballs and penalties. How about stopping the match to check and see if that's a goal? Yeah. I mean, a goal is kind of a big deal in a soccer match. Doesn't happen very often. They didn't give me but the. They just kind of blew that off. They're like, no, nope, it's offside. Play continues." I'm like, "Whoa!" They didn't
4: give me the computer version. Like they I usually need a computer They version. bring it down to the side. You can see like <laughs> the fingernail crossing the line. Yes. They didn't give me none of that. I needed that, and uh, they just
3: moved know, on. They just moved on from that, and then uh, I, I don't know the guy's first name, but Zimmerman was my hero, the uh, U.S. defender who played in the middle. I guess he's the middle backer, uh, you know, and I'm sure there's a soccer maniac out there who's say he's not the middle backer, you idiot. <laughs> but whatever he is, he sure showed up big time defensively. Seems like every time that ball went up in the air in the penalty box, he went up to back. head it away. And then when that one ball slipped past the goalie there and was rolling slowly toward the goal line, he was the one there to kick it off and kick it away. So uh, credit to Zimmerman. Credit to these guys. You know, we talked. You know, to as many people as we could, Tony, to try and learn as much as we could about the World Cup. And for everything we were told, the United States is really prepping to try to be very good in 2026. This is a young team, a newer team. Third youngest team. Yeah, don't really have a lot of veteran guys that have been in too many World Cups, if any. And uh, Because remember, the United States was not in the World Cup four years ago. So a lot of these guys, you know, just getting their feet wet. Give them credit. I mean, they didn't put on a highlight reel show over the last ten days. I mean, they scored two goals. Yeah, but you know what? They did the things. And the only goal they gave up was on a penalty kick. So they didn't make any mistakes. They played smart. They played sharp. They got a draw with England, that frustrated them for ninety minutes. And uh, it seems to me they're in a deserving spot to move on and take their chances with uh, the Orange Wave. Of Netherlands, yeah. and those guys wear the brightest orange uniforms you will ever see on Saturday morning. But um, yeah, yeah morning. good for the United States, man. I'm a I'm a soccer fan for the day.
4: Yeah, no, uh, I, I hope I'm getting this right. I think the the left and right back in in Dest and Robinson, they seem to have set up a whole lot of chances really all all day long. And they were both getting back in the corners to play defense. I thought they were. Uh, really important in, in the game for USA today, and uh, yeah, they got a, they got a tough matchup for sure. As my they guy go. is
3: uh, my guy is Walker Zimmerman. Yeah, good yeah. old Walker man. He saved the day. Center today. back, I believe. Well done by Walker out there today, yeah. and and Pulisic uh, coming through with the goal. I mean, you know, you could see at least I could see in my uninformed opinion of soccer that once Pulisic came out of the, the match because he got hurt scoring the goal and he didn't play in the second half there went the united states offense it was kind of like he you know, was certainly the three, creator yeah it was kind of like taking a quarterback out of a game you know it's yeah. like you're moving up and down the field then you put the backup in and all of a sudden it's three and outs because offensively the united states didn't have much
4: in the second yeah half. they were on their heels uh and obviously yeah. uh, iran at that point they're, they're going to press four because they they True. need they need to get a goal but you're right when composing when went out uh, it did offense, offensive side of the ball did certainly did change. Uh, once again, forgive me for my voice. It's, it's a little bit better than it was yesterday. It's gradually coming back out of a couple shots of honey today that I hope, uh, sound better actually today. works. So you sound like uh, you're
3: making strides. I,
4: I am. I'm making strides. Uh, we, we hope uh, we hope to have a, a few guests for you guys today. We're trying to put that all together. We certainly will have an Odyssey Fantasy Football recap as we get down to the last two weeks of our uh, of our of our league we have here, and uh, three guys in here are, are battling it out, trying to find a way to the playoff, no
3: scratching and clawing. Actually, I had somebody uh, asked me how my fantasy team was doing yesterday, and uh, totally un. Uh, just out of the blue and i said why do you care about my fantasy team he goes because i listened to your updates <laughs> week. i'm worried about how you're doing i go really well we'll have an update on it tomorrow as in
4: today frank so, uh, i i hope you're ready to run the daily gambit today oh um he's not ready to run hold the, on i'm second. just messing we'll with i'm just out. messing with you man you're not going to do that but uh got a lot four hours with you guys today so sit back relax
1: one perfect co-worker of yours.
3: coming in a man short today no matt Scraby, but uh, frank the tank filling in uh, nicely on the gwen and chris program chris hello tony gwen jr and uh, mr frank here uh, all hanging out at the odyssey palace studios 219 is the time uh, walker zimmerman is the guy that uh I thought was the hero today. Twenty-nine-year-old uh, center back, official position. It's from Lawrenceville, Georgia. Plays for Nashville SC. That stands for Soccer Club, which I did not know until I asked Frank the Tank during the break. I'm like, "What does SC stand for?" He goes, duh, Soccer Clubs."
4: <laughs> I'm like, "Oh,
3: perfect." Anyway, Walker was my guy today. U.S. over Iran, 1-0. To advance to the knockout stage of the World Cup, they will face the Netherlands on Saturday morning. I believe that starts at 7 a.m. Pacific time. You'll have to get up early for that one. A couple of other things to discuss. Cindy Boren, by the way, Washington Post uh, reporter, is going to join us at the bottom of this hour, and she will talk some World Cup with us and some other Sport items, Stormy Bonatomi, ESPN football reporter, will be on in the 3 o'clock hour. So we do have a couple of guests today. Ladies' Day on the program with Cindy and Stormy, both set to join us a little bit later on. Uh, Aztecs have a big one tonight. I think it's a big one. Against UC Irvine,
4: oddsmakers don't feel it's going to be much no, of a game. The oddsmakers completely disagree with you here.
3: Yes, they have the Aztecs favored by a uh, a bundle here, thirteen points over UC Irvine.
4: Baker's dozen. Uh,
3: yeah, that's right, Tony. Very right. Very good. I I, I think, to me, that sounds like an oddsmaker figuring that they're going to be walking into a bunch of uninformed betters because. Everyone says, well, you know San Diego State, they've been good for a long time, they're going to be at home. We just saw them on TV in the Maui Invitational. We know who they are, they're ranked. UC Irvine, what's UC Irvine got? Well, apparently they've got a lot cuz they're 6 and 1 and they blasted Oregon up in Eugene earlier this season. Uh, Brian Dutcher talking about one of their guards last night uh, or yesterday at the news conference said, "This guy get over half court, he's in range." So, uh, and they got a seven foot center, two good shooting guards. So, um, Brian Dutcher's definitely worried about this game tonight. Uh, I'm always worried about the Aztecs games. That's just the way I'm made up. But, (laughs) you know, I think when you're coming off uh, playing uh, national TV and playing ranked teams and, you know, Arkansas and Arizona and Ohio State, and then you come home and you have had a week between games and you say, well, it's UC Irvine. It's going to be a little more difficult to get up for that game, so I hope the Aztecs are prepared because
4: thirteen points sounds like a lot. It does, but how often are they wrong by a lot? No, you're. You know what? We we, we constantly right. We we constantly come back and be like, "Man, they were they were spot on."
3: Yeah, remember the game earlier this year when they played somebody, and uh, I think it was the first game of the year. And they won by the exact, exact number. Odds. It was like
4: 30-something, wasn't it? Yeah, it, it was yeah. the exact number
3: that they put on there, and the Aztecs won by exactly that. So, I, so.
4: I, that's what give, is giving me uh, a giving little more comfort. Giving you a little comfort. Pa- <laughs> <giving you laughs> a They're 13
3: points better than UC Irvine. Yeah. Well, we'll find out tonight, 7 o'clock, out at Viejas Arena. The Aztecs will look to uh, get back in the win column. This Something is, to, this
4: this is, this is a, I think this, rightfully so, uh, it certainly is... A Game you're paying attention to, right? Because you just came off of a tournament which you played well, um, but you played against probably some of the best teams in the country, yeah, in that tournament. And so, um, yeah, there, there is a possibility of a letdown, but this is where uh strength and numbers comes in. this is a team, you keep that's, pouring guys right, off the bench, right? So, if you come out and, and you're half stepping a little bit. Dutch does have uh, the ammo on the on the bench to go and bring you out of a game. So yeah, you better be ready you better to play. Be ready or you're ready not to play. going
3: to be playing for long. That's a good point, and that is something that Brian Dutcher and his staff have to to their advantage. I mean, the Ohio State game they came out so slowly, they missed yeah. their first eight shots. The uh, Brian Dutcher said the coaches were practically begging him to take the starters out and bring the subs in, and Brian Dutcher was trying to calm everybody down. Uh, on the bench, but uh, they, that's they, the kind of they depth can do that the that Aztecs now. have. Yeah. So we'll see. We'll have
4: uh, we we'll have, uh, we'll have David Velasquez on tomorrow oh, to good. talk. Uh, hopefully, uh, after talking after Aztec a win,
3: basketball with those guys, and uh, I learned so much when uh, David Velasquez is on the program. That'll be good tomorrow. Uh, Monday night football. Jeff Saturday against Mike Tomlin, and I picked Jeff Saturday's team to win. What was I thinking, Tony
4: Gwynn? Yeah. Junior, he I mean picking against Mike Tomlin on a Monday I mean, night. It's still it's Mike bad Tomlin. Bad for your health.
3: He doesn't have a very good
4: team, but it's still Mike
3: Tomlin going I think up he's against like
4: twenty and three in Monday night football. Yeah, games.
3: it's still picking you know a newbie over Mike Tomlin yeah. and you know Jeff Saturday looked apart last night. I mean fourth quarter, Colts are down a touchdown and trying to you know tie it up on that final drive and they're completing passes in the middle of the field and they're letting the clock just run out. I mean, they had all kinds of time to get all the way down inside the ten yard line, and you look up now. There's 30 seconds left, and they're throwing hail marys. And Jeff Saturday after the game said, "Well, I, I you know, I, I would do the same thing again." Guess what? He changed his mind today. Ah, he changed his mind today. He said, "I to use the timeout." They took two of them. Uh, home with them in their pockets after they came up short on that final drive. Was this was this, prevailed. Was
4: this this in his media availability today he came out and said that? Yeah,
3: let me see. Uh, he did uh, Colts uh, Jeff Saturday reversal from his post game comments said today that he did have regrets about the handling of the late game scenario. He wished she, she had a third down back and uh, had used a timeout. So, I guess it was his availability today. You know, Jeff Saturday has been okay. I, I, I'm... You know, I, I was disappointed in the way that all went down. I felt like there was a lot of other candidates, especially African-American candidates, who deserved this opportunity that was pretty much handed to Jeff Saturday. But I'm not going to blame him for it. He was asked to job. Right. Yeah, and he did it. And, uh, you know, <laughs> I, like Bill Cower, you know, who came out and said this is an embarrassment to the entire coaching profession. Um, you know, I, I, that's putting a little bit seems too a little much, strong. Seems a little strong to me. That's putting a little bit too much importance on coaches. I, I, I know the coaches it, are it, a big it, deal, it,
4: but he took that personally. It sounded like
3: yeah, it, yeah, cowardly, <laughs> yeah, 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 because he worked his way up through the ranks, and he doesn't think that just anybody can come off the street and coach an NFL team. Well, I don't know. I beg to differ. Jeff Saturday's won a game. The other two games he lost. One was by a point, and the other one. You know, he was right down to the final drive. I mean, his team's been coached okay. I mean, I don't think everybody has to be Bill Belichick to coach uh, an NFL team. I, it, just like any other job, I yeah. guess it's better to have some experience. But you know, Bill Coward's making out to be like it's rocket science, just coaching a football team.
4: Bill was quite salty.
3: Bill was really yeah, he was salty. Really, he really salty. like uh, Saturday getting this job. But uh, Bill's former team, the Steelers, beat the Colts last night, twenty-four to seventeen, to wrap up. Week 12, the National Football League, and now we go to lucky week
4: 13. That was a a, um, boring game. Yeah. By all accounts.
3: It was kind of ho-hum. I mean, the game didn't mean anything, really, coming in. I think the Colts were a long shot to get into the playoff picture, and now both of these teams are pretty much just playing out the string. So, um, you know, Pickett's got uh, some potential there. It's the Pittsburgh young quarterback. I I think – is it Pickens, pick, the wide receiver? Pickens is the wide receiver. Pickens and Pickens, pick, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That could be a pretty good uh, combination down the road for the Steelers. So. They've got
4: chemistry. They they obviously played together in, in college. So
3: Yeah, those young guys are pretty good, and, uh, you know, the Steelers have some future. I don't know what the Colts' future is, to be honest with you. Uh, Jonathan Taylor just doesn't it, – it's amazing how you can be so incredibly good one year. And so in the next year. He couldn't
4: be tackled last year. No. He couldn't be tackled, and it seemed like he broke off a 50-yard run every game. Yeah, but, but that goes back to my old saying. I mean, running backs. Are running
3: backs good because they themselves are good? Or are running backs good because the team around them and the offensive line is good? I haven't paid much attention to if
4: the offensive line has changed for the, yeah. the uh, Colts or Cause not. Because I'm assuming but... Jonathan Taylor's
3: still pretty much the same guy as he was a year ago. Yeah. Just doesn't have the same stats.
4: He's only, what, this is his second year in the league? That was his, Maybe his, his
3: third. He wasn't a rookie last year. He wasn't a
4: rookie last year. So no. maybe it was, maybe it's it was his, third his third or fourth year.
3: But I, I, to me, you know, he hasn't you know, forgotten how to run the football. He just doesn't have the same room to run it as yeah. he had a year ago.
4: That, that Colts team... Last year was was they, they were seem to be better, you yeah. know, in, in terms of the other positions outside of quarterback.
3: Yes, they do. So and quarterback, they need to be better, yeah, a lot better. Yeah, Matt, Matt Ryan's best days are way behind him. Unfortunately for the Colts, it, it seems like he aged really thought quickly. He was the answer. Yeah, yeah, he did, and he doesn't. I mean, he doesn't scare anybody right now. And so they're maybe they're loading up on Jonathan Taylor as a result. All right, Steelers twenty four. Colts 17, that was the Monday night result last night. We'll take a break when we come back. We'll talk more about this USA World Cup victory over Iran. 1-0, the full-time final result today in Qatar, United States. Moving on to the knockout stage. We will talk more about it when Gwen and Chris resumes.
4: 35 on the clock, Tony Gwynn Jr., Chris Hello. Big Frank filling in for Matt Scravey. USA gets the job done. In a winner-go-home situation. They take down Iran, 1-0. There was a lot built up on this game. It, it, it started with uh the U.S. Soccer Federation scrubbing the flag of Iran. That didn't sit well. That was a, there was a call to then. Um, basically expel the USA of course that didn't happen and um, there's a lot going on in in the country of Iran and in their own protesting and so we get into that a little bit right now joining us on the premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad fan hotline is Cindy Bourne from the Washington Post Cindy thank you for your time today how are you?
6: I'm great. It's good to be with you. What a what an exciting day, huh?
4: Oh, no, it was a fantastic day. I, I'm sure there were a lot of folks in front of the television <laughs> uh, for what was a, a really exciting game, and Polsic ends up putting that goal in and, and hurting himself all in the same play, but uh, the USA got it done today.
6: Uh, they did. You know, what's impressive to the—I you know, I don't want to get too carried away because it, certainly the, the U.S. men's team hasn't been— You know a power and they may they may not go very far uh in this but you know what they've done so far with such a young team is so impressive they haven't they haven't lost you know they they just hang in there and hang in there they came out just roaring in the first half i thought and of course pulisic you know put his body on the line and is at a hospital being scanned for an abdominal injury um you know, it it was incredible. And then the second half was just nail-biting time. It was just excruciating to watch. And you got, uh, you know, as if that weren't bad enough, you got another nine minutes of, of uh, stoppage <laughs> time added on. You know, it was like, oh, I can't take anymore.
3: Cindy, uh, this U.S. team, you talked about, you know, the fact they haven't lost a match, and that, that is impressive. Uh, how did they do it going back to the England match? I mean, you, England put up... Nine goals in this tournament, six against this around team, and, uh, and three more today against Wales. How did the United States keep them off the board?
6: Um, you know, and it was probably, I would say, I would actually say that they outplayed England. I thought they, yeah. they played better than England did. Um, but they were sloppy. Um, and Gareth Bale was where he needed to be at the right, uh, right time. Um, as he was with Wales, when when they played Wales, that kind of got them. You know, they they could have put Wales away, and Gareth Bale got them. They all played England, and and they, their passing wasn't what it needed to be, and they found out that it was not going to be easy to to get goals against England. So, you know, to me, it's their youth showed. Yeah, I'll put it that way. I really think it did. Um, you know, this is a this is one of the. Youngest teams in the
4: in the tournament. Cindy Bourne joins us here, Washington Post, via the Premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad fan hotline, and City, I want to go back to last night because recently the young man Tyler Adams was uh, elected to be the captain mm-hmm. of, of the team, and yesterday he's put in a pretty sticky situation, yeah, with the way the uh, the media was kind of asking him questions, and I, I mean I think he showed why. Uh, the USA team decided to make him the captain in a way he was able to handle himself.
6: The young man handled himself so impressively. He was uh, asked by an Iranian um, journalist uh, he, who called him out for mispronouncing Iran. I, I assume he pronounced it Iran or, you know, whatever. Yeah. I didn't hear it, but, um, you know, he pronounced it differently than people from Iran want it to be pronounced, and understandably that um, would irk them. And um, he said, you know what, I apologize. He came right out. He apologized. You know, you see people, how many times have we seen athletes issue so-called apologies that were just completely lame and worthless, and they weren't even apologies and didn't contain the word sorry. And, you know, he said, I apologize. And it it, he really showed uh, a lot of uh, athletes who have a lot more experience and make a lot more money than he does uh, how to apologize and own a moment and say, you know, yeah, you're right.
3: Cindy Bourne is with us from the Washington Post in the wake of the United States' 1-0 victory over Iran today to uh, move on to the uh, knockout stage of the World Cup where they face Netherlands and uh Cindy, I'm looking at this Netherlands squad, uh, at least the World Cup history. That just like the United States, they did not qualify in 2018. That, that must have been remarkable uh, for them not to qualify, considering they'd come in third place and been runners-up in the previous two World Cups to that. So where is this country in terms of soccer right now? I mean, on paper, it sounds like Netherlands is a one of these dominating teams, but they haven't been that in the last uh, you know half-dozen years
6: they have not and they have gotten old um you know uh, relatively speaking they're veterans they're experienced of course but they're they're a little long in the tooth and it shows uh they can be beaten um it is kind of painful for for uh, the dutch fans for sure but you know the the americans have all these national team all these national players on their team uh, all these young national players and I you haven't seen that that kind of replacement come up on the on the Dutch side maybe you know maybe it, maybe it will at some point but uh, um, not not at, at the moment
4: Cindy can the USA team can they can they cover these injuries if pulsesick and, and Sargent end mm-hmm. up being out can they cover this
6: uh, it's it's really sobering thought. Um, they don't really have anyone who can occupy the middle the way Sargent does. So that's problematic. Uh, that might be a little more concerning to me than Polisic's mm-hmm. injury. But, you know, until we know, uh, we don't really know uh, precisely, and we pro- probably won't for a day or so. Or, or if they even want to tell us what his injury yeah. is, um, you know, exactly what happened. But um, uh, it. it It's problematic for sure, but you know, somebody comes, somebody steps up. It's it's the old line about next man up, up, and you know they had, um, um, they had uh, Matt Turner came up fantastically in goal. People, you know, people weren't really talking about what he did as as the goalkeeper, and he was, you know, he was amazing. Uh, Tim Ream, uh, Cameron Carter, Vickers, uh, and and. Musa were were just explosive and you know Tyler Adams was everywhere so um, there's a lot there's a lot that um, a lot of reason I think to be optimistic okay. for their chances against the Netherlands and if you can believe that uh, it seems kind of <laughs> <laughs> it seems it seems kind of crazy to even say that but you know maybe they' maybe they'll maybe they're do do for a for a win or two here, now that it now that we're at the really serious stage.
3: Maybe they're young enough to know better. Uh, Cindy Bourne is with us yeah. on the Washington Post. How is soccer doing overall in your mind in this country, Cindy? I mean, every time the World Cup comes around, we all get involved. We all start watching matches. Uh, I know the MLS continues to be remarkably popular. Is soccer, mm-hmm. have it taken the next step, or is there still a couple more steps that it needs to take? Because it seems to me still not quite you know looked upon in this country as one of the major sports even though it is around the world
6: i'm with you um i've been in this business a long time and it and when i uh, you're started in kansas city where there's there was always a, a strong soccer um interest and i remember people saying oh this is going to be the death of football uh You know, people are going to want their kids playing soccer instead of football. Well, how's that worked out? Um, It hasn't really killed the NFL, has it? And, you know, certainly soccer fields are filled um, (laughs) all day, seven days a week, Um, in certain places probably more than others, but, you know, everybody's playing it. Now, do they go on and continue to play it past, oh, I don't know, middle school, high school? Uh, that's another question, but uh, it just hasn't hasn't gotten there. I I think there's for some reason um, it just hasn't it, and it's popular. You know, I mean, this is going to be a killer number on TV ratings. Yeah. Um, Washington D.C. where I am is of course a hotbed for soccer, and I was in Whole Foods this afternoon and. People were, were clustered around the TV watching it. I, I don't think you could actually even check out um, because because people were watching. It's like, hey, I need to get out of here, you know? And uh, can you help me with this? Huh. And um, you know, it, it uh, people were uh, people clustered at uh, in, in public spaces, public squares all across the country. You know, it was a big deal, and it's going to be crazy on Saturday because nobody's going to be working. Yeah, no. um and it you know it's it's kind of like the olympics it 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 ebbs and flows you know the Olymp- they come around and everybody's excited and then it kind of goes back down and remember how many times have we heard this about women's soccer remember back with brandy chastain and the u.s women's team and you know they've had so much success and has that really translated um in terms of the pro game no uh, and there are a lot of the same women playing. So, you know, it it just hasn't quite correlated um, in the way that you might have thought it would. But, um, you know, there are new, young, younger people coming up all the time, I'm, or so I'm told. Yeah,
4: no no, no doubt about it. One last question for you, Cindy, before we we'll let you get out of here. What would be, obviously, USA has been able to get to this knockout stage. What is considered yeah. success for the third youngest team uh, in this tournament?
6: I think they're there now, okay. um, but, you know, but beating Netherlands and which is possible, certainly um, beating Netherlands would just be off the charts. But, you know, this was a huge, huge, but mostly because of the way they did it, you know, the, the way they were just so gutsy and tenacious. Um, you know, I think I think they're already kind of there in, in terms of having us having had a successful um, World Cup yeah. in Qatar.
4: Yeah, I agree, Cindy. Thank you for your time. We'll we'll check back in with you a little later on in uh, this World Cup, hopefully with after another USA win.
6: Yeah, yeah, fingers crossed.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, Cindy. Thanks,
6: Thanks, guys.
4: I was city Bourne. On the the premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad fan, fan hotline, save money the right way with premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad. Visit them today in the Carlsbad Auto Mall Chevrolet. Find new roads.
3: Yeah, I know soccer fans out there that are that are soccer crazy, don't like it when we talk show hosts say this, but unfortunately, you know, the truth is what it is, and that is that every time the World Cup comes around, everybody gets excited about soccer, and we have some fun with it, and then we go on and do other things when the World Cup is over. Now, maybe if the United States were to reach a semifinal, you know, one of these days... You know, maybe that would turn us more soccer crazy. Tony, you're a soccer family. I mean, all of your kids play soccer. But as Cindy said, you know, even though every kid, it seems out there, plays soccer somewhere on a Saturday afternoon, you know, they don't stick with it. And I don't know what the sport can necessarily do about that other than just be as good as it is for the people that love it.
4: I I think part of me thinks – it could it could change if this men's team starts to be as good as as and as consistent as the women you know i think that is like the last remaining piece you look at you know uh you look at at the sport of basketball right i mean you got both sides that are participating at high level when you get to a, a world stage and maybe that's the maybe that's the key I don't know. but Yeah.
3: What's it, the matter with us, though, then, as fans, that we have to have a World Cup champion level team before we can get excited about a sport? You know, what's the matter with just participating at the highest level and, uh, you know, qu- accomplishing what they have? I, I, I think most people, you're right, Tony. I think most people's general opinion of United States men's soccer is, well, they're all right, but, you know, this isn't the best. I mean, they're nowhere near Brazil, they're nowhere near. You know, uh, England, that is the they're nowhere right? near, uh, Germany and, you know, everybody else that uh, dominates the soccer world all the time. But, you know, look, you, you see who they're playing on Saturday. They're playing Netherlands. Now, as Cindy said, Netherlands have gotten come a little old. But I looked at their record in the World Cup. Now, they didn't make it in 2018. But the two previous World Cups, they have a combined record of 11-1-2. They've been second one time and third other, so Netherlands, despite the fact that they're not as good as they once were, are still, still really one of the scene. big yeah. names on the world soccer stage. So maybe knocking somebody off like this would you know be a huge feather in their cap and give them a little bit of little bit of uh, respect in the worldwide view of soccer. Yeah, because no, it, I... it doesn't get a lot bigger. I mean, Italy's not very good in soccer right now. I don't think they're in the World Cup again but no, italy's still a big name in soccer so netherlands is a big name so maybe that'll help
4: yeah no no you're right i think you know that is that may that could possibly be the next step right is starting to compete at that level maybe that gets more people's attention because you're right um it, it certainly seems like the women have it going in the in the right direction Yes, compared to the. I men. mean, you
3: saw the crowds that came out to see the uh, the wave play this year, right? Had right. over twenty thousand on a couple different occasions. So, you know, soccer fans are into it. They're I, crazy. Yeah. They are. They're very defensive when you know people like me talk like this, and it, they say, "No wait soccer is the greatest sport in the world." Just look around. I said, "It is. It is. I'll give you that. It is the greatest sport in the world." It's about the fifth or sixth best sport in America, America though. Yeah, that's that's, that, that's fact. not my opinion, that's just the way it is. So, you know, how do they how do they get into the top 3 or 4? I don't know. What soccer is Yeah, does.
4: that's I mean, yeah. I mean, just moving into the top 4 is is legit, right? I mean, that's where hockey is, right? In 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 America, I would say fourth.
3: Yeah. I don't know if hockey's fourth. It, it might be fourth in team sports. I, I don't know that it's overall fourth. I think golf and tennis are still yeah, ahead of hockey. Yeah, yeah you're um, right. Tennis, in yeah. terms
4: of team sports, it's right? Fourth. But in terms
3: yeah. of team sports, I think hockey and you know soccer probably pretty close. Probably pretty much in the same in the same spot. I mean, they both have national television contracts. They both have niche fans who watch every other match and game. Uh you yeah, know, they're that's on good ESPN point. 2 or 3 times they very a week. It well might be 4. You know, the already. Stanley Cup final and the and the and the MLS Cup. Probably that's pretty close. That's the thing. The,
4: the 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 competition really isn't trying to outdo one of the top 3. The, yeah. the competition really is to raise your um your 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 views basically. You want more people watching your game. Yeah. Even if you don't get to that third or second spot, yeah. or first spot, for that matter. Uh, you just want more people viewing it. Right. But
3: I've seen it too many times through the World Cup, and even when they had it in the United States, and you know, people got excited about that. I think it was 1994 that it was in the United States, and they had matches up at the Rose Bowl and the whole thing, and the United States participated and got to the knockout stage and lost to Brazil. And uh, you know, but there was matches out here, and
4: I feel like I feel like the women's World Cup is here next year. The world, women's World Cup coming back here. I I think so.
3: You know, I mean, I think people get excited when it's here. But like Cindy said, the Olympics, they're here too. Yeah, and that doesn't mean that we go out and watch gymnastics in a non Olympic year. I
4: think in in a more simple term, I think the leagues that drive that you know viewership: NBA, MLB, NFL. Right, they they have mastered how to do that part, and yeah. that and that then carries over to the national stage. I th- at least it does in those other three, four sports. Right, yeah. They've, they their league is 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 doing what it has to do in order to move the game to that next step. So that's where what MLS is striving to do more, and yeah. you know they, they're trying to bring a team I mean, here in San new, Diego. Yeah, it sounds there's
3: new like. MLS teams popping up all over the country. Yeah. Year after year after year, they started the MLS with ten teams. What do they got now? Thirty? I don't know exactly how many. They got in the twenties. At least twenty-two. I twenty-two. Think. Frank says, "I'm going to check look you on 20, that." Look Frank. at Frank coming in big Letty time right Frank. there. Letty boy, Frank. Boy, Frank. Name big all twenty. White. All right, we got a couple minutes before the break. Name all twenty-two. Go.
0: Oh boy! Can you name three? Uh, oh yeah, I can name three: uh, New York Red Bulls, New York FC, New York City FC. <laughs> New England Revolution, <laughs> Philadelphia
4: Union,
3: Nashville SC, Bruce,
0: Nashville SC, there you go, uh,
3: you
4: galaxy, Miami yeah. just got started up. Is that is that, what do they call themselves? Uh, I don't know, FC Miami, Miami <laughs> FC. It's uh, inter-Miami. Inter-Miami. Inter-Miami, right? Inter-Miami. LA FC, yep. the Galaxy, yeah. Sounders, Atlanta,
0: Atlanta United, Seattle Sounders, LA... Colorado um, has a team the Rapids. Colorado Rapids, Real Salt Lake, Chicago Fire, Sporting Kansas City, Vancouver yeah, Whitecaps. Minnesota?
3: Yep, Minnesota. Who's, Minnesota, who's Minnesota's team? Um They're I think here. It's just Minnesota they're on the FC list. I'm looking I think. The, I'm cheating right now. I'm looking at the list. Portland. What is their what is their team? Portland. It's just Minnesota?
4: Don't yeah, know. I think it's just like Minnesota FC. Oh, MNUFC. M-N-U-F-C. Yeah. Okay. Man. All right. There it is. We'll M- have a testimonial oh, later in the program.
3: <laughs> Everybody to name all the MLS squads.
4: All right. Let's uh, get to 3 o'clock hour daily gambit without Scravy. Me and Chris holding it down. We're going to Chris on the way.
2: And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places. Leading Ladies, a concert in celebration of Women's History Month
1: featuring Kelsey Ballerini, Megan Trainer, Elle King,